Hey, welcome everybody. This is Coffee with the Pastors at New King Church. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> hey. Oh, hello. Hello. There's awkward Aaron and Ben <laughs> joining us from the uh, New King though. Church kids' rooms. Huh? <laughs> we have fun, though. You have fun. You have fun. Uh, and we have Coach Yo. in the background hanging out with us. How you doing, Coach? I'm good, man. How are you? Good, good, good. We miss you up here. Need yeah, you know? I'm three hours behind, unfortunately, in, in Arizona. Not sure when I'm going to get back. The scheduled date is March 24th. Yeah. But, um, you know, who knows? It might be sooner, might be later. We'll, mm-hmm. we'll hope, hopefully it's sooner or at least by March 24th. Mm. That's what I'm, I'm hoping for. So I am um, at uh, my mother's rental home or, yes, <laughs> the rental home slash business she has. And I'm sitting in the changing room of the rental home where she has people try on the the clothes that she hems and does alterations for for them. So it's a what a cool mom. Yeah, it's an interesting room. It's got yeah. this funky big chair that basically I feel like a child in. Yeah. <laughs> really great. Um, We're sitting here in the older kids' room here at New King. Well, there you go. I, 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 that's that's the, age, the age group I usually sit in when I uh, attend, attend church. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it's been a wild, wild week, guys. Um, oh, yeah, but first, for those of you listening, uh, we do this every week. We try to, you know, this is Coffee with the Pastors every week. And, and we want to ask you if you have any topics that you'd like us to talk about uh, in the future on this podcast we'd love to uh talk about those answer questions anything's anything's up for grabs it could be anything related to anything that's reality i mean we probably aren't going to talk about aliens or anything that's or, or you know or fantasy <laughs> books maybe you know aaron likes talking about aliens aliens but um <laughs> but yeah so yeah please send send uh an email to info at newkingchurch.com info at newkingchurch.com we'd love to talk about it but it's been a wild and crazy week. The past week, two weeks, couple weeks have um, been crazy, uh, exciting, surprising, sad. I mean, a bunch of emotions for everybody, but um, love to get a pulse of where you guys are at just so that, you know, our members, our listeners can just kind of understand where, where each of us are at in regards to the the global pandemic that's happening right now. So yeah, Ben, why don't you start us off? What um, how are you feeling today, and where are you at today? Yeah, man. Um, I would say if I was just going to sum up the one of the main things I'm feeling is that I would say I'm hopeful. Um, I am. I'm very hopeful that because God is sovereign over microbes and diseases and pandemics and he's sovereign over all that happens in this world and in our lives and he hasn't left the throne i'm genuinely like i'm not this isn't just a rhetoric you know it's not just i know we're supposed to be hopeful and suffering it's not like that like i i think honestly i'm very hopeful that god is up to something big and that his kingdom is actually going to be strengthened and the kingdom is going to grow as a result of this. And I don't know exactly how he wants to do that. Um, I'm just assuming that he does. And um, that, you know, 
I, I, we already have seen that people are people who are afraid are reaching out to people in our church and saying like, Hey, will you pray for me? Folks that are not Christians, you know, reaching out and saying, Hey, would you pray for me? I'm afraid. And so this is just the beginning of this thing. And if that's already happening, I'm hopeful that that's going to happen more. Um, I'm hopeful that, that more people are going to tune in as more and more things are being put, you know, online, streamed online, that, that folks who are seeking, folks who are afraid, they're going to tune in. Um, so yeah, I think that's a summary of how I'm feeling. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see what God ends up doing with all of this for the good of his church and for the advancement of the kingdom. Mm-hmm. That's good. Aaron, how about you? Yeah. I mean, I, if I'm honest, actually, I, you know, I, I think I've had a temptation towards escapism to kind of mm-hmm. like escape from mentally mm-hmm. what's going on and i deal with it. And uh, it's been cool though, because I, I just felt the Lord saying to me, you know, like, Hey, you know, I, I did not call you towards to just be passive during this kind mm-hmm. of thing, but to take an active role uh, to seek to love others, mm-hmm. um, to seek the, the good of others. So get engaged, get active. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, you know, yeah, just kind of like saying, okay, I've got to kill that escapist tendency in me. You know, that's yeah. the flesh trying to, you know, not deal with reality mm-hmm. um, and face it head on, have joy, the joy of the Lord through it, seek the Lord in his word, uh, spend more time in prayer. That's what I've been t- telling people is like, hey, get, get on our news more, right? Get more into prayer, um, more worship, more, more Jesus, you know? Yeah. So that's great, man. Yeah. How about you, coach? Um, yeah, we got a lot on the, on our plate right now. We, um, we're gearing up our family to move overseas. We've, (laughs) we're supposed to go on a survey trip to see what that is all about. Um, of course, none of that's happening now because of the, the pandemic. So, uh, of course, you know, you and I were supposed to go to a conference in April and just all the, all the moving pieces, like Mm -hmm. trying to hit a moving target right now. I, I think for me and my wife, we've been super encouraged that, I was just reading this morning um, when Jesus was tempted and, you know, is he, he's fasting for 40 days and nights. And then it just says, you know, comma, and he was hungry. And then the tempter comes and tempts him to, to change the stones to loaves of bread. And I think it, you see him just respond with a man should not live by bread alone, but every word that comes from the mouth of God. And just, he has such uh, like uh, I was telling the guys this morning, just a perspective. He's got the, the, a correct and accurate perspective in this moment of, of being hungry, weakness. And so I guess, you know, as I'm, I'm looking at changing flights and, and wondering timing, timeline, and how we're going to get here and how we're going to move back and all these, these things in the midst of a pandemic and the virus going around and kids catching it and, you know, all fears, weakness, um, just, I feel like the Lord's like, just keep, just keep, keep perspective. It's a blessing to be able to have an eternal perspective in this, that I'm, I'm still on my throne. I, I know exactly when you're going to move back, how you're going to move back, when you're going to move overseas and everything in, in, in between. So I don't know. I was super encouraged this morning, but there are definitely those moments of like, man, you know, weakness just, so that's yeah. not where we're at. Mm-hmm. 
That's, 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 that's a really good word coach. Um, I would say the, you know, I was thinking about a word that kind of described where I've been at for the past week, two weeks, it's probably been the word consumed. Mm. I've been consumed by the news. I've been consumed by updates about the coronavirus and updates, um, you know, in Arizona updates in Vermont. Um, and, uh, you know, waking, you know, going to bed at night, but like scrolling through my phone for the latest updates, waking up early, not wanting to fall back asleep, just kind of wanting to get an update because the, because things just keep changing and not wanting to overreact. So I'm not trying to be super emotional about things I read, but more trying to figure out how I can lead. Um, Mm -hmm. and asking God not only to protect people that are being affected, but also, how in our circles, you know, um, can we lead? And so for me, you know, primarily my company, the church, my family, um, how can I lead and and be a leader in this moment? Because most people will not know how to lead in this moment. And most people's response will be uh, overreacting or drastic or greedy yeah. During these moments, you know, and uh, you just see the response of people at stores and um, yeah. and what they're stockpiling up on. And everyone's just, you know, so surprised, like, why is everybody stockpiling up on toilet paper? Like they're <laughs> going to have diarrhea for the next month. You know, I, I think so greedy with toilet paper. Oh, it's just a funny thing to stock up on, you know, and I had to go to Ben's house to get some yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my mom like. Like, yeah. yeah that's all right it's like just enough for ben's diarrhea right? uh but like my mom has like almost 200 pounds of rice stocked wow. up in this house which is like you know one no 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 one bag is like 50 pounds so she has like four okay. bags, right yeah. so like yeah yeah so but it's Wait, like normal yeah, yeah exactly that's like pretty normal for an asian family uh so maybe she's not stockpiling. She just realized we were coming yeah. <laughs> and, and wanting to have enough rice to eat. But um, yeah, so I'm wanting to lead, not overreact to lead. And so I'm, I'm thinking about my employees. I'm thinking about the members at New King Church. I'm thinking about my family. I'm thinking about the business owners in Vermont in general. I, 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 I kind of go towards that, gravitate towards that in my clients. Like, yeah. um, you know, thankfully I built my business in a way to survive in times of abundance and in times of stress. Um, but not all businesses are built that way, especially, you know, restaurants and retail stores and bars that have to basically stay open. And, and if a week goes by without being open, they're, they're done. And so, so just praying for, you know, wisdom and also trying to, trying to lead. And I think that's where the four of us have a unique position to lead in people's lives. Mm-hmm. Um, because not everyone's in that place. And so that's what I think about is just kind of consumed, yeah. but also trying to figure out areas to lead and, and, and be a leader in this, in this whole situation. And, um, and I'm encouraging everybody. Um, and I'm trying to do this myself, like, you know, practice what I preach, but, um, to actually keep a daily log, cause this is going to be a unique time in history that, that we're going to re- want to re- want our kids and our grandkids and our great grandkids to be able to look back and like, remember what, what happened during that time? Like w- there's this blip in the world that happened. We don't know how long it's going to happen, but what did people do during that time? Right. It's kind of like the great depression, the Spanish flu world wars. You want to read about those times in history and what 
How did we, each of us respond? Um, and I want to be able to say to my kids, I responded in a way that let me and us impact other people with courage. Yeah. Yeah. It's good, man. I think a lot of people probably would identify with that feeling of being consumed by all the updates, all the changes, because like it, it all affects you. It, everything that every new update that they come out with is directly going to impact your life. So it is, um, I've, I've, can identify with that, man. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you something that I felt this morning that um, feels relevant and I think is, is actually a great direction for us to go, possibly. I'm, I'm sent, maybe the Holy Spirit wants to take us in this direction. Um, my sermon on Sunday, if, if, um, if you guys, listeners haven't heard it yet, was on James 5, and I've I actually just by the the sovereignty of God happened to be preaching on the passage on healing, um, healing sickness, praying yeah. for healing, and uh, which is just crazy. But at the end of that passage, I didn't have time to preach about this. It says Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. And he prayed fervently that it might not rain. And for three years and six months, it did not rain on the earth. Then he prayed again and heaven gave rain and the earth bore its fruit. Mm -hmm. I didn't have time to talk about that. But James is wanting to encourage Christians that Elijah was, was like us. He wasn't some unique anomaly he was a a normal man and he prayed with faith something massive something that seemed way too big for for a man to pray that god would possibly listen to him and god listened and did what he prayed and then this morning i was in my i'm I'm doing a daily read through the bible and i was in i'm in deuteronomy and in deuteronomy 12 you read Um, this is Moses talking to the Israelites, kind of his, his last speech, right? Before the Israelites are going to be moving into the land of Canaan. And he's, he's talking to the Israelites and he says, um, if you will indeed obey my commandments, he's speaking for God here. If you will indeed obey my commandments that I command you today to love the Lord, your God, and to serve him with all your heart and with all your soul. He will give the rain for your land in its season, the early rain and the latter rain, that you may gather in your grain and your wine and your oil. And he will give grass to your, in your fields for your livestock, and you shall eat and be full. Hmm. Take care lest your hearts be deceived and you turn aside and serve other gods and worship them. Then the anger of the Lord will be kindled against you, And he will shut up the heavens so that there will be no rain and the land will yield no fruit and you will perish quickly off the good land that the Lord is giving you. And I wrote in my Bible, this was Elijah's confidence to pray what he prayed. Hmm. When Elijah stood before King Ahab and gave the prophetic word, I am going to pray that it stops raining and it will not rain again until I say, 
he wasn't just coming up with that out of thin air. He was standing with confidence on this passage of scripture. Right. He knew this passage of scripture, this word of word from the Lord. And he knew that his, you know, his current cultural moment matched what this said. And so he applied this promise to his cultural moment. And he said, I will pray with confidence based on what this says. And then God, and he, and he was able to pray with faith, like James five talks about, and God listened. Hmm. And so I was thinking, okay, Elijah knew his cultural moment and he knew the word of God and he knew yeah. where God's word applied to his cultural moment. And my question for us this morning is what is God's word saying Mm. in this cultural moment that we could stand on with such confidence that we could pray with that kind of confidence Wow! and speak with that kind of confidence. That's really great, Ben. That's a great word. That is good. So what, I mean, what, what kind of, what do you guys see that this, um, that God's word says about, a situation like this i think i think just off the top of my head because it's fresh on my mind is what the lord brought my attention this morning was um that man doesn't live by bread alone but every word that comes from, from the mouth of god and i mean to go back to elijah there mm-hmm. he was holding on to the words of god and who god was yeah right who who the word said he was um and, and yeah i just I, I for me it goes back to um that this like man should not live by bread alone, but every word. It's like a, a a continual outpouring of the word. It's like a continual dripping of yeah. this word coming from the mouth of God. Mm. And and so for me, it's just like and, and and because of that, I feel like Jesus in that moment was able to see Satan <laughs> for who he was in his weakness. I, so I think like for for us, we're we're sitting here, we're like having these fears of, um, man, do I have enough food stocked up? Do I have enough toilet paper? Um, do, am I going to be able to see my friends? It's just all these questions, these fears, you know, moment yeah. of weakness. We're, yeah. we're, we're my here. business going to shut down. Is yeah. My, the economy, what's the economy, yeah, what's the economy? looking like? Yeah. My kids are sick right now. What, what, like in this moment of weakness mm. with this mm. looming mm. virus, mm. um, are we going to, hang on to the words of, of God. Mm-hmm. Like, are we going to set our, our hearts and minds on the promises that his word says? And that, mm-hmm. that are we going to like hold those, you know, mm-hmm. like as handles. Yeah. Um, and then, and then let that change our perspective of this, like see yeah. this moment as a, an opportunity um, rather than this, like, just, just like suffocating yeah. season or, or moment, you know, like, yeah, so I, I think for me, it's, it's, it's being dependent yeah. on every word of God moment yeah. by moment throughout my day. When those fears hit, in my moments of weakness, when I'm, when I'm hungry and tired, when I'm, I'm looking at all these notifications coming in and the death toll rising and the cases rising around me and help, all this stuff, it's like, man, just let me go back to the words of the Lord. Like right now in this moment, what are you saying to me right now that I can hold on to right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that when you have those those scriptures so clearly stamped in your mind, and they're really keeping you going through this. I mean, that's going to give you courage 
Mm -hmm. right? And, and that's going to give you the courage you need to be the person of God that you need to be in this cultural moment. So mm -hmm. like, yeah, that's what, um, a passage that Jenna has been sharing with me uh, during this time is Psalm 91. Um, let me just read you a few verses from it. It's really good. I, I always do this. I always read like long passages of scripture, but um, just, <laughs> just seven verses. Um, I've never heard but, you do that, Aaron. I've never heard <laughs> that. That's why I said it just because just I knew I'd get a comment anyway. So then we'll then Psalm 119. I want to read half of that. <laughs> Let um, me share what's, what the Lord's put on my heart. I'm going to read the whole book of Psalms for you. Today. <laughs> <laughs> so um, anyways, uh, but yeah, I mean, Genesis keeps quoting this passage and it's pretty relevant. Uh, he who do, it's Psalm 91, he who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust, for he will deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the deadly pestilence. Which, what is this? This is a deadly pestilence. That's what that word pestilence, it's like it's talking about sickness, okay? Mm -hmm. So like, we're, we're, we're dealing with a deadly pestilence right now. Uh, he will cover you with his pinions, which is like, a word for feathers, right? Um, and under his wings, you will find refuge. Mm. His faithfulness is a shield and buckler. You will not fear the terror of the night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in darkness, nor the destruction that wastes at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side, mm. 10,000 at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only look with your eyes and see the recompense of the wicked, because you have made the Lord your dwelling place, the most high, who is my refuge. No evil shall be allowed to befall you. No plague come near your tent. Mm -hmm. Okay. No plague come near your tent. Isn't that, yeah. So that's, I feel like that's a good encouraging passage to be like dwelling on, meditating on, praying on. Um, yeah, and, and one passage that's been for me, something I've been thinking about, and I've been trying to encourage people with who, because people are telling me how anxious this is making them. And a lot of people, it's like, this is a real fear for them because, you know, we're thinking, a lot of people are saying, oh, I'm healthy. I'm going to be okay, even if I get it, right? But there's a lot of people who are not going to be okay if they get it, right? So like, you know, stop, stop thinking about yourself, right? Um, and there's a lot of people in our church, for example, who have health issues, mm -hmm. who have told me how, you know, they're afraid that mm -hmm. they could get this thing. Uh, they're not, not even that they're, you know, quote unquote old, right? right. But like they have health issues. And, and, um, and for that, you know, Philippians 4 um, is, a, is a good promise. Um, the whole chapter. The whole chapter, Philippians 4. Philippians um, 4 is a great. Yeah. The whole letter is a great letter you know in the Bible. Let's just start in Philippians 1. Well, let's just, <laughs> just give you context. So Philippians 4, um, verse, where is it? Here it is. Verse 4. New Testament. 4-4. Four, four. New Testament, Philippians. Uh, so 4-4. Four, four. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone which is an important word for right now, right? Uh, the Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And it goes on talking about how we, what things that we should meditate on 
at this time. But I mean, this is such a good passage, I think, for people to hold on to for, uh, for an encouragement of what we should be doing. Rejoicing the Lord. We should be rejoicing the Lord. We should be going to him with our prayers, uh, with our needs and our requests, and giving yeah. thanks. Yeah, to, further, the, yeah, to go further on, Aaron, like to what you were saying about, I, I, I think there, there are many of us who are healthy and going, well, and even if I get it, don't worry. I'm not worried about my family. We're all young and healthy, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, that's not the point, right? That's not the point. Um, that kind of mentality um, will help spread this virus. I mean, really, yeah. to, the, to the most yeah. vulnerable and to Absolutely. say I'm invincible or, you know, we're fine. That's the whole point is, is not wanting to spread it. And so I think about the Philippians as well. Chapter two, um, verse three, do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility, count yeah. others more significant than yourselves, yeah. right? Let, let each of you not only look, not only to his own interests, but also to the interest of others. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, mm. who though was, he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped so even though you're a healthy human being you do not count that that healthiness as your excuse to make selfish decisions and to make selfish um plans that would put other people in harm's way and so you know i i read about people who are getting on planes knowing they're being tested for the coronavirus and not letting anybody know. And then they land and they let the, the staff and the passengers on the plane know they've just gotten word they were tested positive by text or, you know, by email. Oh. And so, you know, JetBlue, like, you know, told the passenger, you're no longer allowed to fly on this, on our airplanes in, forever, right? For how selfish you made that decision. Um, and more and more people are making those decisions in the name of, I need to get home or I need to get this place or I need to do this. And they're not thinking about the ramifications of their decisions of people around them. And so there's a temptation for us to go, well, we need to hoard for my family first. We need to do this for, um, for myself. Uh, Self-care is very important. We all say in the name of self-care and boundaries. And we have all these terms that we've created in our abundant society. Um, And we are in a society of abundance where we hoard to abundance, not we don't hoard to just needs we hoard to abundance and greed. And so I think about that passage of, of considering others more important than ourselves right now, considering each other and how can we do that like Christ did, um, who, who was God, right? <laughs> who was God in that moment? Um, we're healthy in this moment. What decisions can we make um, that, that don't run selfishly or greedy knowing that we're healthy, knowing that if, if you, you, any four of us can contract this, we're, we're going to be fine, most likely. And most of our family members are going to be fine. But Aaron, like you said, there's, there's the vulnerable in our own church. There's the vulnerable, the unhealthy, um, people with weak immune systems already, or people with compromised immune systems who um, we're ministering to. And if we, if, we ha- if we carry this because we made careless decisions um, and bring it to them, that would be the ultimate unloving, careless thing we could do. Um, and the ultimately selfish thing we could do. Um, yeah, right. so that's what I think about as well. Yeah. yeah. And I think bouncing off that, I think the question too is not just how can I not be selfish in spreading this, right? But how can I humbly seek to think of others' interests? How can I actually actively and courageously 
yes. go to serve them in their need. Yes. Right? So like, you know, instead of just, oh, okay, I'll, I won't be selfish and I'll try not to like spread the disease to other people. <laughs> like, okay, how can I actually serve people who are in need right now? People who can't get outside because, because they have these vulnerabilities, yeah. right? And they, so they're stuck at their house. Can I offer to like, hey, do you need groceries? Can I go shopping for you? Do you need anybody to visit you to bring you anything? Like, right. like I serve. Like, folk, like calling people that you know have yeah. and saying just just wanted to talk to you, wanted to see how you're doing. Yeah. I feel like giving people a voice to share their emotions. Absolutely, they may not have the may not have the community or the room to do that. Yeah. Like, we're that community for them. Right. right. They they may even have food. Right. They may have their physical needs met but may not have they need someone to talk with i mean that's yeah relationship relationship and connection is going to be the most scarce commodity in in our society and i think people people greatly underestimate how much they need connection and relationship yeah and i think that is that is going to be the scarcity that actually breaks people yeah in the to come yeah. We've talked about that between just our, our staff here as, as friends, just mm-hmm. within our families. You know, we, when we're getting together with our families, it's amazing how much more uh, conversation, how much more I know about your lives just through mm-hmm. a barbecue, you know, or, mm-hmm. or going to somebody's house and having dinner. Yeah. It's a right. huge, huge bridge into people's lives that we now have yeah. to figure out, okay, we can't, we, well, we may not be doing that on a large scale, but how what can we do? Like you were saying, Aaron, right. um, how can we be proactive? And, 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 you know, we might still be able to go to one other person's house. It's yeah. not more than absolutely so many people, you know, and then yeah. I, I yeah. Yeah. This is I the closest, this is the closest thing to solitary confinement. Some people are going to experience. Yeah. Right. And um, obviously prisons, not a prison and jail are not a pleasant place to be. <laughs> And uh, yet you're, you're sometimes surrounded by people, but sometimes you're isolated in a cell and you're fed, you know, you're fed, you're kept warm, you're physically okay. But like you said, that relational, the relational need is not being met and the spiritual needs are not being met. And so that's where we can step in for each other and for our neighbors, for strangers. Um, we, 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 we need to and ought to do that as leaders. And this is the way, this is the opportunity for us to do that as as fellow neighbors, human beings, as also followers of Jesus, just to to be a representative of, of light during this time. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, any 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 wrap ups on this? Uh, any wrap ups on the sermon, Ben? I thought you did a great job. I I I loved the story about your mom. Hearing about that story, I, I think that was the first time I heard about that story. But also, um, believing. Do we believe we still serve a God that can and wants to heal? Yeah. Right. That was a good reminder. Like, do I actually believe in this same God or do I believe in a completely different one right now? <laughs> yeah, man. Um, I would, I would encourage folks to go back and listen to it. Um, I, we can't get into great, we can't get into great depth now just for the sake of time. But, um, but I would say just a, a wrap up thought based on everything that we've talked about is, I would, I would encourage the church, not just even, not even just our church. There's probably people in other churches listening to this just to see this moment as an opportunity to step up and um, step into what God is doing around them 
and um, be an Elijah, you know, like know the scriptures and know what our God says in this, in this situation. What does he say? What can I stand on with absolute confidence and then pray with faith according to that and then act with faith according to that. And I believe we are going to come out the other. I was talking to Ben Whittinghill yesterday and he said, how many times do you think Satan has said, oh, shoot, I should not have done that. <laughs> like how often does Satan overplay his hand, right? Like when he finished tempting Jesus and Jesus stood the test and came out the other side of the wilderness stronger and as the better Adam who stood the test and ready to step into his ministry, he went, oh shoot, I shouldn't have done that. Mm. And how many times has Satan overplayed his hand where he said, oh shoot, I shouldn't have done that. And just what all is he, you know, going to say that about at the end of all of this, where the church comes out stronger, where the kingdom of God grows, where, you know, God's going to do incredible things in our midst. He's going to do miracles through all of this. And so I just want to encourage the church to have faith and confidence going forward. Yeah. Live courageously. That's the word that keeps coming to my mind is courage Mm. and courageous in this time. Yeah. That's great. Well, thanks guys. I hope you guys have a great week and um, let's all take this opportunity. Everyone listening opportunity to find ways to which we can love one another, love others um, and serve kind of, unselfishly and courageously in this moment Uh, but we'll be talking to you guys next week looking forward to it see you see you bye yeah